cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on.
did their inventory with pencil and paper and wrote out receipts and so on. It's unthinkable. They think the world would collapse tomorrow if the computers went down. And that's, of course, the big lie. Our reality is fabricated and it's marketed to us from a thousand sources. The thousand sources really all come back to the same capstone because there are prime marketing companies and think tanks which decide what all the other ones will market right into your head. Old stuff, and I'll explain more about it after these messages which are coming up now.
the topics that you would speak about on a daily basis even, right up to the even the divorce rate, because when you pump out sex all the time on television, then the people mimic what they see, they mimic the affairs, they have them, and the family gets put in the back drawer. And that was the intent, of course, to destroy the family for the new age. Families are the last vestige of what used to be called a tribe. George Orwell described this in 1984, where the government could dictate right to the individual with no one else standing up for that individual, no one else in the way. That's where we are today. And that's also one of the functions of the computer. That's also the reason they want you to have your little camera in your house, in every room, so they can eventually put screens in every room, which you will pay for, of course, and they will dictate right to you, just like they did to Winston in 1984. Everything was planned out this way. didn't happen by chance. And that is what freaks people out when they realize they're living through a script, a script which they didn't even participate in creating. That's what they think is reality for most people. Your topics of conversation, like Brzezinski said, in his book, Between Two Ages, are given to you. They're marketed right into your head on a daily basis. All the gossip, all the sex scandals, all the nonsense that, that you eat up and guzzle, just like fast food hamburgers, is marketed to you by experts. Original thinking is not encouraged in the society. In fact, an original thought is a tremendous weapon, and they recognize this at the top, and that's why they try and screen everyone going into school for certain personality types. They try to catch them very early, and that's why also they decided back in the 1930s that eventually they start drugging the youth, especially the young men, when they're at school. They now call them problem children, hyperactive attention deficit and a whole bunch of brand new terms, which as long as we parrot often enough, it becomes concretized from the abstract into reality. That's how it's done, repetition. Those who have leadership qualities were to be eliminated because the time that's coming up now, beginning 2001, going onwards, was to be the time of great changes in society towards what they call the planned society. We know what Planned Parenthood was, a nice, funny, fuzzy term. We like planning because we're, we're logical people, so planning is a nice word. And family is a nice word, but it actually means abortion. That's what it boils down to. Well, when you have societal planning, you should start worrying. Society is a nice word, and planning is a nice word. What does it really mean? Well, it means the reduction of the populations down to what they claim at the top are more factual, realistic, manageable levels, levels which they can really take care of without uh, the odd person standing up here or there and taking over and shouting to the rest of the people to wake up. That's what they mean by it. The people at the top have always been terrified of the general public. Why? It's because they live like parasites of the general populace. We can go into the theories of economics, and find out that the people at the top who introduced money in 800 BC in coin form, that is, before that they waited, 
had this all planned out then, how to take over countries through debt, through the creation of debt, lending in debt and compound interest, interest which could never be paid back. And they knew that the elite within every country would desert their own people and join them as long as they were living higher than the average person. Because money really does simply represent labor. So many hours of labor, which are then taken back from you. Where I live now in Ontario, we had a taxation system in the early 1900s, which worked all over the British Commonwealth, where people used to put in so many weeks out of the year uh, and work for the government building roads and stuff. That's how they used to do it. Now they simply demand money from you. Call it taxes rather than extortion. If the mafia go around the stores demanding money for protection, and you say protection from whom? They say from us. Uh, then you know it's called extortion. When the government sends their man out, he calls it taxation. Well, when someone's leaning on you and threatening you with having no home or stealing your home, which they call confiscating, they steal your home. It's extortion. It's the same thing. Perceptions are warped by the use of words. And we go along with it. If the parents don't know to tell you, you'll think it's quite natural that you give up a good percentage of your income to keep all these people at the top living very, very well and luxuriously above you. Perceptions are bent through culture creation experts. Have you ever wondered why so much is on television, so many dramas and fictional works on cops and detectives? It's propaganda to give you a completely false idea of what fighting crime is all about. But add to that all the hospital dramas you see in doctor's dramas, more fictional work, to elevate a profession above other professions, to elevate it above you, because those professions are going to dominate your lives. That's why you get so much of it and give you a little human story to intrigue you, a little scandal with sex and murder, and you forget you're being programmed. You don't know you're being programmed right to the end. The idea is to elevate professions into authorities which you obey. Nothing new in what I'm saying. It's just it's not said very often to the general public. Jax E. Lull, excellent philosopher and sociologist, describes this in his various works, that all fiction is marketed is actually, in reality, propaganda. We have been studied like rats in a laboratory for thousands of years. How do you get the public to stare at a stage for a few hours? You give them very beautiful people. You give them idealistically visible people with perfect features. The people would all like to be or, or the, the partners would love to have. You write in a story of romance, love, deception, death, murder, all these things, and then you wrap around the real story which is to elevate particular professions above you, which you then obey. Simple as that. Go into the video stores, look at all the drama sections, and look at the, the guys in the front of the covers, 
with a big gun and the blonde hanging over his shoulder. That's all you really need to know. Same stuff, they never change it. Why change it when it works? It's a good formula. We find the same in all other types of fictional work. With science fiction, it's the best predictive programming because the world's futurist society brings in the big authors that you you know or the ones who are coming up and to be made famous and they tell them to write a story around this topic or that topic to make the idea familiar with you. Then they bring it into reality and you think it's natural. I'll be back after the following messages. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Hi folks, Alan Watt back here with Cutting Through the Matrix. And I believe we have Cameron from Missouri on the line. Are you there? Hello? Are you there, Cameron? Yes, I am. How are you doing, Alan? Not so bad. Uh, First, you don't know uh, how elated I am to be able to get the chance to uh, express my gratitude. Uh, I've been listening to you for about the past year and a half uh, since I heard you on Coast to Coast. And um, it's been nothing short of a, a blessing and and a um, and an inspiration uh, to uh, to hear you. Um, and personally, uh, your your care and concern um, really come through, and um, and I, I just really appreciate all that you've done for us. All right, thank you for saying so. It's uh, that's the reward I get. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I bet. Um, I, I don't know if this question's a little off topic. I don't know if this would be the platform you'd feel comfortable answering it in. Um, but I'm one of those ones since I was like, I remember four or five years old, just knowing, even growing up with a grandfather for a pastor and a Christian church and things like that, that things just weren't right. <laughs> and so it's been a lifelong search until, you know, um, uh, I, I, I heard you, like I said again, on Coast to Coast uh, last April. Yeah. Um, uh, my question is this: uh, in, your, in your in your travels as a musician, I'm sure you've gotten to meet a lot of people. Uh, how often do you run into people uh, who have just kind of um, you know, kind of been awake, but have been searching for for quite some time? I know it's a tough question, but... Yeah, you, you do find them across the, the world on your travels, and you have small small meetings when you can with people. You bring them in, you find just how far they, they understand things. Uh, and they all have the same story. That they've always been conscious, as you say, of something being wrong, never really knowing what it was, but uh, suspecting, always knowing that uh, they were being lied to by the big politicians and media. And the, the feeling of aloneness probably is what stands out the most. Yeah. 
even amongst their own peer group, they know they just don't mm-hmm. quite fit in because that there's always something in the back of their mind that there's something artificial in the system. And, and that's just it. They're quite correct that the system is artificial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. That's most definitely how, you know, how I've felt most of my life. So, um, But I have so many more questions. I'll, I'll probably call in uh, some more times because now that you've got a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format, I know there's plenty of people waiting to speak to you as well. So okay. thanks a lot again. I appreciate everything you've done and to keep up the great work. Well, thanks for calling. All right. Now, is Mark for Pennsylvania, I believe. Is Mark there? Of course I'm here, Alan. You're the You're best. Uh-huh. How are you? How are you? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Quick question. I'll give you another unusual one. I married a Catholic, and I was Jewish when I was born a Jew, uh, no longer that. And it, does, it goes against everything that we've learned, especially from you, that they want to kill us, and they want to break up our family. So what's with the contradiction? You've got Catholics who want us to be married and want yeah. us to have children. Yeah. It really doesn't matter because if you see everyone's getting the same culture, as, you, as you've noticed, it doesn't matter if they're Catholic or, or Jewish or charismatic, this or whatever, uh, they're all getting the same uh, culture, and you find the same problems are existing in all families and with the children too. So regardless of what they pretend they're all about and what their premise is for existing, they're adopting the same culture and they have the same fallouts within themselves. Some of them stick together in hell rather than separate because of their teachings or, or even social criticism. I know that in Quebec, for instance, I've talked to a few people there who um, have been basically um, exercised from the community for, for not going along with the church. And so their life is hell. And, and they're shunned, in fact, even by shopkeepers if, if the bishop says so. You're blacklisted. So... But it doesn't really matter, as I say. I've, uh, the statistics show that the same amount of breakups and marriages and divorce and affairs are happening throughout all strata of society, regardless of the culture of origin or the people or creed of origin. They're all breaking up because this is the same culture being promoted worldwide now. That makes sense, but the children part, I'm just baffled by. If it's you know in China, it's the one you know one child rule. Why is it the opposite with the Catholics saying you know have 16 children? Yeah. Actually, they say kids. Of course, we won't say kids. Well, the Catholic Church, because it does rule so many people and lead so many people, will have its way until everything is complete in the new society, and then things will change. And it's very possible even the Catholic Church is, the, is really the, the spearhead into the new age because it does have all the symbols of the previous religions from all ages prior to its existence. And I think it will completely change once the whole world is under its rule. And all they have to do is, to, is alter it within a generation very slowly, and it will become the norm. So it's just a temporary situation? It's temporary because they lead so many people, yeah. One last question, I'll let you run. Uh, Montebello, were you, have you followed what happened in Montebello with the three cops that were pretending to be uh, protesters? No, I hadn't. I expected them to be there, though, the three unworthy craftsmen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they were. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay. I'll be back after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Everybody knows. 
and of course with the with the the gas masks and so on is for a future that's almost here when they right. plan to to use all of these biological weapons on the public and bring right. in a new system as they climb up Jacob's ladder to the next one. You you can see the pope the popes in this this image in the center panel. Yeah. You can see the the moon. It's like the dark moon. The dark side of the moon is rising yeah. on the horizon. Mm-hmm. It's all, one of the images that's very odd. Maybe you know what it means. But there's naked men and women, and they're they're kind of inter, intermingled together, and they're twirling out of the sky in a ball of fire. Mm-hmm. And there's a net below them, as if the net's going to catch them. Yeah. That's right. Well, they even had uh, uh, musicals on stage a couple of years ago in Canada on, on river dance and fire dance. It's the same symbology we're seeing. And what it's showing you is the, the new man to come, the new, the new Mark IV or Mark V, Adam and Eve, basically, is what they're referring to tongue-in-cheek for the five yeah, previous ages. Right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you could just... Uh, I will do, yeah. Yeah, because there's three panels. And you yeah, can, I know, I know, I know, but we, we've been over that and... and uh, we can go on forever about describing them. It's best that people just look into them. And I'll check into it myself. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks. Thanks very much. And there's a Jim in Texas. Are you there, Jim? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, how are you? Uh, you've done a wonderful job of describing what these same group of people have done to us over thousands of years. Mm-hmm but you do not name them quite as much as you should. It's the same ethnic group that started in Egypt or even before Egypt and how to control a country, how to dominate everything that transpires in the country. And it's the same ethnic group. It's the group that the the Red Sea was parted for so so they could escape, according to their terminology, okay? You have it, depends, to... it, it, it depends how you want to view something here. If you go back long before Egypt, you find the same systems existing in Sumer. And prior to Sumer, you had the Hurrian population. And before that, you've got the seven ages or previous ages in India, going back millions of years. And they always have front groups or front populations who don't know what their function is. Uh, it's no different from Britain in the 1700s. In the 1700s, the upper middle class of Britain really did believe that they were the chosen people, and these were not Jewish people. That's what you're referring to. No, but they were infiltrated and controlled by the Jewish people since Cromwell. Hello, he let them back in, and once you let them in, they control. That's the name of the game. The gold, the gold and the money was there long before Cromwell. Yes, the gold and the money, but Longshanks threw them out in the 13th century. Yeah, yeah and then, then you threw them to, out. Then they always brought in the same money lenders. Look at the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church forbade anybody else to, to go in for usury, except Jews, because that took the heat of the kings and the queens that wanted taxation from money, and the Vatican itself, and all the heat was transferred to the guys themselves who handled the money, who were the Jews. It was a law that only the Jews could be tax collectors, even in Britain at one time. Absolutely. And, and, and that, that took the heat off the king and the queen that everybody loved. they were loved. thrown out of every country in Europe and it also exactly the, the same thing. The they controlled the royalty. I, I've heard all this before, but, but the fact is, all this royalty and so on need the people with the money. 
all and down through history to do this. The people and with they always the money. have a front group who are willing to do it. And what you need is, is a particular species to hate. I don't need to hate anybody. I need need to state what a, a fact is a fact, regardless of whether you hate or love them. How many Jews do you know who own banks? Uh, there's a gazillion of them How many out there do that you own know? banks. How many do you know personally who own banks? How many recent chairman of the Federal Reserve has been Jewish. It goes back to at least, I know, to 1955. Yeah, at least every one of them And why do you think they always pick a Jew for it? Because they're the ones that control everything. That's why they pick a Jew for it. Hello? What they pick a Jew for is so people that you can hate them. No, uh, that I can hate them? Sure, I they could state pick anybody they, they wanted to pick. They could pick a Chinaman, for that matter, if they wanted you're to using, the You're using the Jewish argument against me, okay? The Jewish argument is that if I, if I say anything in the slightest bit detrimental about a Jew, I hate them. No, the I thing is, all you will talk fact. about is, is something you truly want to believe. I you, want you to can't believe. See, you cannot see that they will always give you a target for for hundreds of years if need be, and change the target to someone else when they want to, when it suits them. How so, many other... As I say, they many, wanted you to hate How many other ethnic groups have been thrown out of every country in Europe? 79 countries. How many other ethnic groups have been thrown out of these countries? Yeah, but you know the histories behind it. No, no, no. Answer the question. Have, Don't say, do you have know? You, hey, have you, have you ever looked at the history behind it? Because the debt got so much at the royal court for borrowing, they'd rather kick them out than pay it off. And who did they borrow from? It's the same, it's the same old scam. Who, no, the ones, who the did, only ones no. they were authorized by the Vatican to borrow from. If you want to, if you want to argue facts, you have to answer questions. I'm who answering your question. Did the royal but a person like you is never going to be satisfied until I agree with you. No, I don't care if you agree with me or not. I'll let the listening audience. Who did the royalty borrow from? Yeah. And who did the Vatican authorize the only people that you could borrow from to be? Yeah, but you will, you uh, will not uh, answer the uh, question because the answer I'm, to the I'm, question... I'm telling you to think for yourself. No, I can, hey, I think for myself. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think I've always thought for myself. Why did the Vatican authorize one group of people to be the moneylenders for the, for the whole of Europe? Because they were the people with the money. They were the people that infiltrated the Vatican. Listen, the Catholic Church like, well, is controlled okay, the we'll do here, I'm not going to go into your silly little game here. Oh, we'll go okay. On to, we'll go not... on to the next caller, because you'll go on about this forever. Rather than go into the fact that someone authorized a certain people to take the heat for a managed system. For a managed system. Okay. Okay. Now, I think uh, that, that's what I mean about people who want to target someone simply to hate. It's no, it's no different in wartime when they suddenly make a person over the other side of the world your enemy. They demonize them, give you a whole bunch of history to justify it so you'll hate them, and it's much easier to go off and kill them. Personally, I will treat a person from any race, creed, background on a one-to-one basis. And to say it's the Jews or the British or the American is a very bigoted person. That's how a bigoted person thinks. It's not the anything. How many Jewish people actually own their own banks? Very few. 
And when you look who's behind them, there's very few too. Look at the histories of the Rothschilds. You think the Rothschild just walked into Britain, took over the Bank of England, and, and had strolled through the dark alleyways of London all, all in the Jack Todd? He'd been killed right away. He was brought in by the elite to control the money of Britain. He was better at it. That's why it was done. And that's why he was left alone. The British nobility were fantastic. They had whole armies of assassins working for them, which they didn't hesitate to use. For so, for so one little guy to walk in and take over what seemed to be the wealth of the country and get away with it meant he had permission to do so. You have to think for yourself in this world. And thinking is the only way you'll come through. I also know there's organizations funded by the CIA which churn out books and books and books blaming the Jews. I know that for a fact because they cater to every segment of society. And as long as we're all fighting each other, here's how it goes. The world is one massive whirlpool with a big hole at the bottom that's sucking us all down and each person is grabbing the person next to them and choking them to death as you all go round and round in this whirlpool. You don't see the hole at the bottom. And that's what they want at the top. The elite at the top of every culture, every country, happens to be one giant club. One giant club that controls the finances and resources of the entire planet. They see themselves as a separate, more evolved species, a la Darwin basically, social Darwinism. And that goes for the top of the Japanese, the top of the Chinese, the top of every other culture. It's one giant club, and they believe they can interbreed with superior genes. And that's going to be the new elite for the future, as they do interbreed at the top. And all the old theories for the old age will go down that whirlpool where it belongs, and down the drain hole with all of the old stuff, which had served its purpose very well. That's where we are with it. Now, is there a, a, I think there's a Tony in Canada. Are you there, Tony? Hello? 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 Yeah, Tony? Oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah, you can hear me now. Great. Um, I'm glad to get on. Um, I had one <clears throat> question. It's a sort of a two-pronged question. Uh, I know you're not a conspiracy theorist and... Uh, I guess I am a little bit of one, although I like to think of it more as a reality theorist. Um, it pertains to um, the Cassini probe that uh, NASA uh, launched in 1997. Uh -huh. Now, uh, I, I wanted to, if you could, to speak to uh, two issues surrounding this. Um, one was the launch that it was kind of callous on, on, on the part of NASA to, uh, to launch what some professors or scientists at the time said is the equivalent of like 20 nuclear power plants into um, outer space uh, without taking too many precautions as to what could happen. I mean, there's a lot of uh, plutonium on board, mm -hmm. plus they, they, they slingshotted it around um, Venus and it once again came flying next to Earth and then out to Saturn. So one thing I wanted to speak to was just the the... the how NASA sort of treats the kind of earthlings. But the second part of the question um, is that next year they're going to be ramming it into uh, the southern pole of, of, of Saturn, which is basically just a ball of, of uh, highly uh, dense and uh, 
a hot uh, hydrogen. Uh, so there's some concern. Uh, I haven't really heard it from any mainstream sources or or any you know obscure scientists or anything as as to what what is their agenda. Um, Bill Cooper talked a little bit about this sort of uh, Galileo project um, igniting one of these uh, either Jupiter or. So if you could speak to those two issues. Well, we we do know that. In the high occult, they talk about doing something miraculous when they really found the beginning, openly found it, put the foundations for their new age. And in Arthur C. Clarke's movie, 2010, yeah. a new sun is born in the sky, yeah. uh, where it ignites basically a whole planet. Yeah. The same idea, as above, so below, meaning the illumined above now will be the illumined on Earth, yeah. and vice versa. So it's occultic to an extent... Um, as they play with this, this idea of a great marker for the beginning of the official part of the beginning of the, their, their new age or their new building, the sacrifice of something has to be done. Uh, at one time it used to be people, they used to actually kill babies and put them in the foundation stones um, in uh, the Canaanite lands. And uh, we know now, of course, the, the, the killing you see of a king is a big thing. So Saturn is the old Kronos, the, the father of all gods or ages. That's what it really means. Each yeah. god is an age. And uh, Jupiter was the one who took over from Kronos. Uh, so it's really the, the killing of a king to bring in a new age in, in a symbolic form. That's yeah. what they mean by it. Yeah. Uh, but have you, I mean, there's also the, the aspect of this sort of stardust being formed and the the risk to our own planet in terms of the ozone layer being compromised as a result of this massive explosion. If I mean, if it happens, it's a big if. I'm wondering if you have ever given it some thought, because I, I, I haven't really heard many researchers yeah. like yourself. I'll be back. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Alan Watt back here Everybody. with Cutting Through the Matrix. And just to finish up on that last question, the elite will never do anything to harm themselves. What is true is that even from the 1970s onwards, they were dumping glass, lead glass encased uranium and plutonium in lochs in Scotland. And this was well documented and admitted to in the newspapers. They said it was to dispose of depleted uh, uranium and plutonium. But I don't think it was. I think it really is for a future uh, society which they themselves hope to run by this power method if they need to. So I don't really worry too much about uh, a lot of the rumors they put out themselves, which are really occultic allegories. Now there's also Paul in Delaware. Uh, was that Paul I had on? There's also John in Georgia. Uh, could you bring one of them up there? Hello? Yeah, hello. How are you? Hello? Hello, yeah. How are you doing, Alan? Not so bad. Yeah. It's been a long, long time. Um, I was listening to you uh, way back when, when people didn't even know who you were for the most part. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I'm glad to see that we are along the same lines of thinking and that you're at a level of intelligence where we can get past this, this um, waste of time we've been on on these radio stations. Um, 
there's a lot that I'm, the most important thing that I would like to hear you speak more about. And about your caller that was um, talking about the Jews, all I can say about the Jews are that me and that caller could probably agree on is that when it comes to racist groups, I have found that uh, Jews are the most racist um, out of all of them, skinheads, everyone, but I haven't met all the racists in the world. But other than that, as far as them owning the world, like you had said, Alan, this is who you're supposed to look at. If the Jews are this really small minority group that, that is in all the positions of power, and everyone fully recognizes that, that says something about the individuals. If these people are actually running things, um, how come they haven't stopped them as of yet? And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with cult members, is what I've found out. Well, what, you found, what you find at the top is that all of these characters who give the heat again to one group of people belong to the Jewish sect of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. They all belong to the B'nai B'rith. And that's what it is. It's the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, the Jewish wing. They take their orders from the main lodge that takes in people from all over the world, from all creeds, going all the way back to the Knights Templars, who ran the money system a thousand years ago. And this is how they con the planet. Um, the guys that we see, who you think are the top or the Jewish, uh, or wear any cap at all, they don't believe in the religions of the people beneath them. They're way above that. They have their own religion at the top. It's a universal religion. been here for thousands of years. And, but, yeah, they belong to Masonic organizations at the top. Now, can I, can I, um, I want to give you, because I lo I'm, I'm loving your show, and I hope that you stay here, and I hope that the people are at a level where they can um, actually comprehend and understand why it's important. But, but I want to tell you about a Google video search. Yeah, we're just cutting out now for the end of the show. Okay. Uh, call, in, call in next week, uh, or email me, and I'll talk to you then. Alan Watson, Hamish the dog, bye for now. It's good night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you. I'll talk to you on Monday.